Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning in with Talk With You, the one and only Christian motivation broadcast. Hosted by your one and only, Jubin Jean Georges. Hello, 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 hello. Good afternoon, everybody. How are you guys doing? I'm sorry for the echo. Hello, everybody. How are you guys doing today? How was your night? How was your morning? How's your day going? I just want to say, a, you know, like a quick thanks to my God in heaven, you know, for letting you guys go to sleep, letting me go to sleep and wake up today. Today is another privilege. Today is another good day. You know, God allowed me and you to still be alive. As we all know, there's a lot of people that went to sleep last night. They actually didn't wake up this morning. You know, I'm not saying that we are better than them, but, you know, it wasn't a privilege for them today to still be alive. But me and you that is still breathing right now, it is a privilege. So I just want to say thanks to God for you. Thanks to God for me for allowing me and you to still be alive. Today is Friday. Another thanks to God because he allowed me and you to go through the week. I know many of us, we actually went to a hard time this week, tribulation this week. We, we, we walk very hard this week. Today is the weekend. A lot of us don't walk in the weekend. You know, a lot of you guys only work Monday to Friday for the people that go to school. I know they are happy today. I know they're still in school right now, but they're almost out of school. And today's Friday. They have two days for them to enjoy themselves. Uh, I just want to say another thanks to God for that. Today, I'm coming to you guys with another topic. Today is episode, episode 15. Today, I am going to be talking about listening to God. Listening to God, listening to Jesus. Hello, listening to God, listening to Jesus. Jesus is God, so hearing the voice of God. I know many of us, before I actually start, I just want to say that. I know there's a lot of people, Dr. Clemen, they are crazy. Scientists claiming they are crazy. I'm not saying like most of them are not, but most of us, just because like we hear like a voice and then like we tell a doctor that I'm hearing voice, they jump and say that you are crazy or they jump and say that you are going crazy. So not all of us are going crazy because God do talk to his people. In your mind, you might hear like the voice of God talking to you. At the same time, the enemy do talk to people. In your mind, he's talking negativity stuff into your mind. So you're able to figure it out when God is talking to you and when the enemy is talking to you. Because the enemy will never give you 100% true. He will give you like maybe 1% of the truth, but 99% of the time he will tell you lying. He will tell you neg- negative things that you need to do. So, it's like the enemy is also using scientists, also using doctor to make you think that you are crazy so you don't pay attention to the good voice in your head. So you don't pay attention when God is speaking to you, when God is talking to you. Because about you hearing like, the voice of God talking to you. 
Some of you guys think that you are going crazy. But today I am letting you that you are not going crazy. If you hear like a good voice telling you, go pray, go fast. It is not the enemy. It is not you being crazy. It's God talking to you, telling you something that he wants you to know. Because God is, God has something that he want to tell each of you. God has something that he want to tell me. God has something he want to tell each of us. So don't listen to the enemy when the enemy is telling you that you are crazy. God, if we jump into a couple of verse like Hebrew 1, chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, you know, Revelation 3, verse 20, you know, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any hear my voice and open the door, I will come into, into him and eat with him and, and, and he with me. The definition of that, that's in, that's in Revelation 3, uh, chapter 3, verse 20. So God is knocking at your door right now. It's not like a physical thing. It's like a spiritual thing. Your door might be your mind. God is knocking at your mind. God is talking to you right now. God is behind it. You know, he's trying to come in your mind. He's trying, you know, like to, to say something to you because there's something that he wants to communicate with you. But we are so busy. We're not paying attention. We're not hearing when the door is knocking. That door is that little voice that you're hearing. God is saying, hey, my son, sometime you might hear a voice saying, I am God. I am Jesus. Hey, my son. Hey, my son, but we're not paying attention to it. So I'm coming to you to say, listen to Jesus, listen to God, pay attention. I'm going to try to bring some example of the thing that actually making us not paying attention. We are so distracted. We actually been very distracted right now. There's a lot of stuff distracting us right now. We are so busy into the earthly thing. We are so busy into daily activity. We are not paying attention when God is talking to you, when God is talking to us. Some of us, we work a lot. We work two, three jobs. When you work like two, three jobs, I'm not saying for you not to do it, but I'm just saying when you work like two, three jobs, when you get home, you are very tired. You are physically tired. Like you cannot think right. Your mind is, you know, is exhausted. Your mind is going crazy. All you want to do is sleep. All you want to do is sleep. You don't want to do nothing else but sleep. So sometimes God is speaking to you like in that moment because you are so exhausted. You are so tired. Your mind is so tired. You are not hearing the voice of God talking to you. Some of us, we are so, so distract, like traveling. You travel a lot, having fun. Some of us, we are so distract. God don't just talk to people that are serving him. God also talks to people that's, you know, the non-believer. He's trying to make them come to him, but they're not paying attention when God is talking to him. What are different ways that God talks to people? Different ways that God talks to people, God might talk to you to a verse, a verse that you are reading. That's why when you are reading your Bible, you have to pay attention to the Bible. First, before you even open the Bible, you have to pray. You have, you have to ask God to talk to you through the verse. Talk to you to whatever chapter that you are reading. You have to invite God 
and to the meditation. Don't just open the Bible and then pray. Sometimes when we just open the Bible, we read the Bible, we don't pay attention to it. We just read the Bible one time, one verse, and then you're done. But I bet you, you don't even remember the thing that you just read. So that's why we have to invite God before we even open the Bible, before we even start meditating in the Bible. We have to invite God, ask God to talk to you. So God talked to his people through a verse. God can talk to you through a song, you know, like a, you know, like a, a music that you are listening to. God can even talk to you through like a negative, you know, song that you are listening to. I'm not saying for you to jump and listen to like non-godly, you know, music, you know, for you to say, oh, you know, he said God can talk to me through this music. Let me just know. I'm just saying, some sometimes like when we only listen to those kind of music, our mind is so busy. God can change that person, you know, like word, or you might hear like another, you know, like another part in the music, something that the person then then even say. That's like God is talking to you through it. God can talk to you through, you know, like a movie. I had that experience when I was 17 years old. I was watching like a Vendem, you know, John Claude Vendem movie. The people that know John Claude Vendem, that movie, I watched that movie so many times. It's like I know every word in the movie, but in that moment, I heard something that was not in the movie. It's like Vendem was looking straight at me and talking to me. He was telling me a message that God wanted me to know. And then after that, the movie changed back. To, you know, like to the normal movie. When I replay the movie back, trying to figure it out, you know, if I'm like, you know, local or crazy, whatever, I could not find that message because that was like a one time message. So God can talk to you through a movie that you are watching. It doesn't have to be a Christian movie. God can talk to you through an accident. You might have an accident right now, and then God is talking to you. That's why I try to pay attention to every little thing that happened in my life, bad or good. There's some accident that I've been to. I think about it. I say, what What was the message in that accident? The message could be God is telling you, stop driving and texting. Stop driving and looking at movies or being like on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok on your phone, watching videos the moment that you are driving. So God is telling you to stop doing that because you might end up killing somebody or you might end up killing yourself. Or God is trying to tell you the reason why you got into this accident is because you did not pray before you left your house or before you left work or before you left school or your grandma house or friend house, wherever you were. You know, like God is telling you, you will, you didn't pray. You forget to pray. That's why you, you went into this accident. God can talk to people through a friend. A friend might come to you and saying something to you, even him, like he's confused about it because like, he's saying like, why am I saying those stuff? But is God talking to you through a friend? Some of us, we're waiting for God to tell us like, to give us like, have any message. Or you're going to be this, you're going to be that, showing you having, you know, like angels flying. You know, like blah 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 blah. So we we paying attention to those stuff, to those stuff, but we're not paying attention to the other thing that God might be telling you. Because like some of us, we only want God to tell us, you know, like you know, tomorrow you're gonna have a million dollars. You're gonna preach. You're gonna do this. You're gonna do it. Those are the message that we are waiting from God. I'm not a believer. What will happen to me? Okay, I'm not a believer. What will happen to me? Okay, my friend, I'm not the kind of, I'm not the kind of 
believer. I'm not the kind of man of God that tell people you're going straight to hell. I'm not going to tell you that you're going straight to hell. You know, by you saying that I, you know, I'm not a believer, what will happen to me? Only God know what will happen to you because God only count the last breath of your life. What will happen in your last breath when you are about to go away, when you are about to die? So right now you are living life right now. So I'm not going to jump my friend and tell you you're going to hell because you're not a believer. Because I don't know who's going to hell. I might be a believer and then I go to hell. And then you're not a believer. And then the last breath of your life, you accept the Christ into your life and then you go to heaven. And then me that I've been serving God for, for years, for like decade, and I end up going to hell. So that's why I'm going to tell you, my friend, that's actually, you know, just sent me like a message. I'm not going to tell you you're going to hell. Because I'm not God. But all I can tell you, if you're not a believer, accept Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior. You know? So some of us, God allow us to, to be, thank you, you are welcome, my friend. That's why I always tell people, I want to preach a different message, not a different message that's not of God, but the true message. I will never tell someone you're going to hell because I do not know where you're going. I will not tell somebody you're going to heaven because like you might look like a man of God. You might look like someone that, you know, like that doing the will of God and then God don't even know you. Satan do give people gift to make miracle. Satan do people gift, give people gift to raise up the dead, to make a, you know, like a sick person feel good, to make a blind see. Because like those negative stuff that happened to someone is a demon that possessed the person, that making the person blind, that making the person a creeper, that making the person an unbelief. And then when a, when a so-called man of God or woman of God, want to bring people into his church, they go to the satanic satanic place and ask them to give them gifts so they can raise up the dead so they can do miracle. So so like so like by you doing by you doing miracle like that other people will believe that you are a true man of God and then you not. So that's why I'm not gonna jump saying he's going to heaven, he's going to hell. Okay, my friend just write me another. Why there is so many different religions? Is it that there is one God? That's a good question, my friend. That is a good question. Those are the stuff that I've been waiting for. Like, I'm looking for people to interact. Even though, like, I have a topic that I'm talking about. When somebody asks me a question, you know, I'm going to leave the topic just to do my best to answer the question. My friend, me, myself, I am not a religious person. God did not create religion. If somebody telling you that my my religion is the right religion, they are not from God because God did not create religion. We create religion. The reason why we create us human, we create religion. God, you know, like God might say in the Bible for you to go left. I'm taking that as an example. God might just tell you to go left and then somebody else comes say, uh-uh. God didn't tell you to go left. Let me go right. So like they take that left and then like they, they change it in another way. You know, like they come up with their own definition of going left. So like they say, no, the definition of going left doesn't mean that you really have to go left. Let me go right. Let me go straight. Let me go backward. So that's why there is so much religion, my friend. It's not because God create religion. God did not create. There is no verse in the Bible that can confirm to me that God created religion. God created the gospel, the word, the Bible only, not religions. So to answer that question, my friend, you know, I just answer that question. God did not create religion. We create religion. That's why there is so many religions. But, you know, I like this answer. Thank you, my friend. That's why I tell people, you have to have a close relationship with God. 
You know, by you having a close relationship with God, you are talking to God. Even though you are not a believer, you still can have a close relationship with God because like, we are the child of God. You look like a good person. Thank you very much, my friend. All glory to God is not me. You know, all glory to Jesus Christ. He's the one that, you know, that talking. I don't even know what to say. God is talking. God is the one that answering your question. I'm not the one doing it. All glory to my Father in heaven. All glory to him. So listen to the voice of God. Listen to God. So God might be talking to you, you know, through someone like a pastor that's in church that preaching a message or like me that's talking right now, that is God talking to you. So God talks to people in so many different ways. God might bring like a non-believer to you, make sure that the person look like a, you know, I'm going to say ghetto. The person look ghetto. The person look nasty. The person look dirty. The person is smoking, taking drugs. You know, like the person look like a, sorry for that, uh, sorry for the word, but the person look like a crackhead. And then God used that person to come talk to you. And then us, because we are so jump to judge people, no, so easy to jump and judge people. Oh, I'm not talking to you. Oh, you smell. Oh, you dirty. Oh, you smoking, blah, blah, blah. And then God is using that person in that moment to talk to you. But because we are so judgmental, we choose not to listen. And then we lost, you know, we miss the blessing. We miss the word that God, you know, like, you know, like, um, is bringing to you. It could be like a good message that God was going to tell you. It could be like something that you've been praying for like years and years and years, but into your mindset, you're thinking like God is the one that's going to come down from heaven and talk to you. You're waiting for God to come down from heaven and talk to you. Or in your mindset, you're waiting for a pastor to come and talk to you or a man of God or a woman of God to come and talk to you. And then God is using a drug addict or a junkie so, or non-believer to come to bring the message to you and then you miss the message. Me, by the, by the grace of God, since I was like, a, you know, since I was very young, you know, I never judge people by the grace of God. I'm not saying I'm better than you, but who am I to judge you? I'm a sinner just like you. I'm a sinner trying to live a good life. I'm a sinner trying to live a godly life. I sin sometime too. Sometime I'm done with this broadcast and then something happened during the day, get me upset, you know, and then I say something that was not of God and I have to jump and ask God for forgiveness. So I'm a, I'm not perfect. I'm not better than you. Who am I? You know, who am I for me to judge you? So that's why I told myself and I kept praying about it over and over for God to always help me to never judge people. My prayer right now is for God to help me not to have pride. Because I, since I start, started this broadcast, a lot of people, you know, being blessed by it. You know, someone accepted Christ two days ago. Today's life, right? On Wednesday. You know, on my broadcast, life. So, like, you know, my prayer right now is for God to help me not to have pride. Because sometimes when God is using you, you start having pride because you see that God is using you, you know, like, you know, like, and God is using you so much. And then a lot of people start following you. You start having a lot of followers. You start having a lot of people actually need to pray for them. You, you know, you're casting out demons. You, you know, like you're, you're doing miracle and then pride start taking over because you're not praying about pride. So we have to pray about pride. So sometimes God is talking to you during that moment. You're not paying attention about it because like you you start thinking like you God yourself. So God is telling you, hey, 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 watch out. Your pride, your pride is going higher. Your pride, you start having pride. You know, like slow, slow your roll. Go down a little bit. Go down. Put your volume down a little bit. I know a lot of men of God in Florida, you know, 
God used them so much and they have a lot of pride in it. Now that ministry is messed up. Now people don't even think they are, you know, men of God no more, pastors no more. Some of them are not even pastors no more. When people see them like they, they doing their own thing, they give up. Because when you start having pride, the Holy Spirit is going to back up away from you. The same moment that the Holy Spirit is backing up away from you and then God is talking to you. Hey, my son, you know, you know, hey, my son, I'm going back. Hey, my son, I'm going back. Hey, my son, I'm almost, I'm almost out. I'm almost out because of your pride. And then we're not paying attention. We are not paying attention. So we need to learn or to hear the voice of God or to listen to God. You don't have to be a believer. God do talk to, to the non-believer. He's telling you, come to me, my child. Come to me, my child, and I will give you salvation. Come to me, my child, and I will give you eternal life. Not all of us, like I say, you know, in the beginning, uh, you know, Satan is using scientists and doctor. When you hear a voice, you tell them that you're hearing a voice. They're telling you you are crazy. Most of the time, it's not that you are crazy. It's God talking to you. Most of the time, it's Satan talking to you too. So we have to know when is God talking to you, when is Satan talking to you. Satan will always tell you to do negative things. He might tell you to do good things like a little bit. Satan cannot tell you, you know, like good thing for for a long time. Satan cannot tell you the truth for a long time. It is not possible for Satan to always tell you the truth. He'll always lie. So figure it out ways for you to not be too distracted into the world. You know, for you not to be too distracted into the things in the world. And then when God is talking to you, so you can be able to hear the voice of God. Um, Justin Bieber say, uh, say one, one time, what, what year was that? I forgot what year was that. Um, he actually heard the voice of God. Chris Brown said the same thing too a couple years ago. He heard the voice of God. God was talking to him. You see, that's an example of what I just said to confirm what I just said. God talked to the people that's not even serving him. Because like he's telling you, come to me, my child. I love you. My love for me is better than the love in the world, my love for you is better than the love that you're receiving from Satan. Satan do not love you. You might think that Satan loves you because Satan giving you everything you need. But Satan is a deceiver. Satan is using the stuff on earth to distract you, to grab you away from God. What other things in the world? Money? Woman? Diamond, gold, chain, cars, mansion, yacht. You know, all those stuff are the things in the world. And then we are so focused to have those stuff so we can be able to, to have the, the most beautiful woman because woman is the number one weapon Satan is using to put men down. And Satan is using men as well to put women down. Women of God, men of God. That's why this day when a woman seems like a man have a big car, have big chain, everything, they just run into you. Cause they think, you know, cause they know that you have money. Some of us, we, we've been saving money for years. And then when we have enough money, then we start buying jewelry and all the, you know, you know, chain, you know, like gold, you know, like everything to make yourself look like a, you know, like a pimp to make yourself look like a, you know, you know, like a, you know, or you got swag, you know, I got swag and all those stuff because like, you know, women love stuff like that. And then men also going to the doctor now, getting body work, getting six pack, eight pack, 12 pack. Men are walking hard, you know, like in the gym so they can be built. So they can, so women can go crazy for them. So women is doing things to make men crazy. Men is doing things to make women crazy. 
But most of them, God is still talking to them. You know, God is still talking to them. If a man of God or a woman of God come to you, telling you that, oh, you are not a believer, God will never talk to you. Never go to that person's church. If it is a pastor that owns a church, don't go to that pastor's church. Because that pastor is deceiving you. Because by him saying that, you're going to say, what is the point? You know, what is the point? You're not going to, you're going to feel that you're not worth it enough or, or worthy enough for God to talk to you, for you to serve God. So you're not going to want to serve God because you feel like you're too dirty. So if, you know, if someone come and say something to you like that, don't even listen to them. That's not God talking to you. That's Satan using that person to talk to you. So that's why I mean, not every man of God, woman of God, I see doing big thing. I just jump, jump and follow them. If God didn't tell me he or she are a true man of God or woman of God, I would not follow you. You know, I would not follow you. God has to confirm because we are living in the end time. There is so many things happening right now. We are living in the end time. There is a lot of stuff. What the Bible say going to happen in the end time in Revelation. There will be a lot of false prophets. There will be a more tribulation. You know? So there is a lot of people right now, you see, preaching the gospel. They are not from God. You know, the message might, you know, might sound good into your ears, but God don't even know them. So that's why you have to be careful of who you choose to follow. That's why you have to be careful. Oh, another thing, we have to be careful of who we allow to put hands on you, pray over you. Yes, it's a good thing. You're going through tribulation. You're going through a hard time. You're having anxiety, depression, you know, like... You know, like voices telling you to commit suicide. So you want someone to pray for you. You just ran to the first man of God you've seen. And pray for me, please, blah, blah, blah. And then the person put hands on you and pray. To you is a good thing. But if that person's life is not correct with God, the person going to release more neg- negativity into you. You're going to start seeing that your situation getting worse and worse and worse. Because that person, you know, that man of God or woman of God that prayed over you was not from God. And then that person was living, uh, you know, like a negative life. So those negativity, because by you, by you getting your knees in front of someone, you give that person authority over you. By you kneel in front of anybody you're giving that person authority over you that's why when i go to church they say come to the altar i'm not saying for you not to if you like in a church like the pastor is a woman of god the if if the pastor is a woman that you know that pastor is a will woman of god yes go to the altar and let them pray for you but that you know but if you know that if you know that there's something weird in the church there's something weird in the pastor do not allow them to pray for you cuz like that negativity that spirit will be you know will be transferred into you cuz you giving them authority over you cuz you are you know you kneel in front of them so you are giving them authority over you so we need to, you know, be very careful. So we need to be very careful. So God do really speak to people these days, not just in the Bible. Some people saying that God only did those miracles in the Bible long time ago. Oh, God is not doing it. Yeah, God's still doing those miracles that he did in the Bible. He's still doing them right now. He may not did like the the miracle that he made Moses do, you know, like the sea. He may not do that right now. It doesn't mean like he's not gonna do it, or he probably he probably did do it because like the earth is so big. There's some country we don't even know about. 
It's not everything that's happening in the world that's in the news or that's on Facebook. So we we really don't know. So don't listen to people telling you because you are not a believer. God will never talk to you. That's a lie. Jesus came to earth for the sinners. Jesus didn't come to earth for the righteous because he already know they are serving him. He already know they are safe. So he came to earth for the sinners. That's why they used to call Jesus the friends of the sinners because he used to eat with them, hang around them. Because like he was showing them love to 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 make them come to him. Love is a big thing. Love can make somebody kill. Love can make somebody yield. Love can make somebody hate. Love can make somebody love. Love can make somebody help you. Love can make somebody don't help you. Love is a big thing. It's very powerful. That's why we need to use love in a good way, not in a bad way. Love is very powerful. If God did not love us, he was not going to send his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die for you and me on the cross. So love is very powerful. God speaking to you through love. You don't have to hear the voice of God talking to you. This is not the only way God talked to his people. God talked to his people in so many ways. You know, God talked to his people in so many ways. If you haven't loved someone, it's time to show them love. Love your enemy. Someone might hate you, don't show hate. You know, like hate with hate. I think that's the right way to say it. Hate with hate. Oh, they hate me. I'm going to hate them back. Oh, they don't love me. I'm not going to love them. No. Always be a good role model, a good example. That's my goal. My goal is to always be a good role model no matter what happened to me. I saw that example on, on TikTok. I think on TikTok or YouTube, I saw a video of this guy at the courthouse. That teenager killed his son, his only son. And then during the trial, he got up, uh, stood up, and went to the um, guy saying, like, I forgive you. I love you. And then he gave him a hug, and then that kid started crying. Not everybody able to do that. I don't know if I was going to be able to do that. To be honest with you, I'm not going to jump and say, yes, I was going to be able to do that because I have that kind of love. I don't know. Sometimes we think that we're going to be able to do something. And then when we are in the heat, we do something else. So that right there opened my eyes more saying like, wow, that is a good example. He did it on live TV because like there was, uh, I think there was recording the thing live or maybe there wasn't live, but you know, he's all over the internet. He told that kid, I forgive you. After he killed his only son, he's telling a killer, I love you. I forgive you. So he's showing the love of God. So that's God talking to that kid through a victim. God is using the victim to talk to that child through love. I bet you that kid in jail right now thinking, he probably probably accepted Christ right now. Showing love to your enemy will make that enemy change. You're able to change a criminal by just showing love. Allow God to talk to you, to talk, uh, to use you to talk to someone or to talk to talk to you directly or use you to talk to someone. You don't even need to be a believer. But I'm not saying for you not to be one. It is good to be a believer. But don't be a religion. I am, you know, God did not create religion. I'm going to tell you that straight up. People may hate me for that, and I'm going to keep saying it. God did not create religion. If you can prove that to me, 
Show me a verse in the Bible that said God created religion. I would be a religion right now. I am a man of God doing the will of God. I do the things that the Bible say. I do the things that God Almighty tell me to do. I do the thing that Jesus Christ tell me to do. I'm following the, you know, the example that Jesus left for me when he was on earth. You know, just like my friend just say, my friend sent me a message saying that why there is so many different religion. Is it not there is one God? So if there is one God, why there's so many religions? Those are the things that are making people confused. And I'm glad that my friend asked me that question live. Religions is making people confused these days because there is too many religions. If we're serving one God, why they have so many of them? That's like you're telling people there is so many different gods because there's so many different religions. So thank you, my friend, again for sending me that message. So God is talking to you. God has something he want to tell you right now. God have a message that he want to talk to you, only you, private, sorry, privately, directly. So God is using me right now to tell you he want to talk to you. So open your ears, open your mind. Don't be distracted. Even if you are not a believer, allow God to talk to you. Listen to the voice of God. Don't listen to the doctor telling you, oh, that voice, you're just crazy or you're going crazy. Not all of you are going crazy. The enemy is using that, you know, he is using the scientists, he's using the, you know, like the doctors to tell you you are crazy because the enemy do not want you to listen to the voice of God because he know the more you, you listen to the voice of God, you will one day accept God into your life as your Lord and Savior. Or if you already a believer, you're just going to get deeper into Christ. So the enemy is doing all that. God might talk to you, to your child, to a baby. The baby might act, you know, a way that is very strange to you. So pay attention to it. You know, pay attention to it. Your son or your daughter must start acting in a way that is very strange to you because they never act like that. So pay attention to it. Open your eyes. Seeing what God is trying to tell you. So open your eyes. If your child never did drugs and they start doing drugs, something is going on. If you are a believer, God is telling you you're not praying enough. If you are not a believer, God is telling you, you know, it's, you know, it's time, you know, something going on. Pay attention. God might talk to you to your animal. Your dog might start behaving some kind of way too. Pay attention to it. They're not going crazy. There's something that God is trying to get your attention. God is doing that to get your attention. God is doing that to get your attention. There's some question people might ask me. To be honest with you, I may not be able to answer it. But in that moment, instantly, the Holy Spirit and me will take over and answer that question. Even though I don't know. That's why before I come live, I pray. I spend time with God. I read my Bible, I pray, and I'm asking God, I ask God to please talk through me. Don't let me be the one talking right now because I don't know all the answer. If it wasn't for God answering that question that my friend, you know, like, you know, I'm calling him my friend. That's my first follower, you know, like on Twitter. I think that's on Twitter. Yeah. Because I am live on Facebook, YouTube, um, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, Twitter and tricks. And I think I am live on another page too. So every time I go live, I go live into all those platforms at one time. So the program, the software I'm using allowed me to go live to multiple pl uh, platforms at one time. So when somebody sent me a message, they let me know which platform the message that the message is, is coming from. 
So I thank God. I thank God for the technology. Now people have no excuse to say they never heard the word of God. They never heard about God. They never heard about Jesus Christ died for them in the cross. We have no excuse no more because technology is getting better and better and better. Why do you think Facebook right now, the owner of Facebook is focusing and bringing Facebook to different countries that actually don't have you know, like internet, he actually built internet in those different countries so they can have access to Facebook. So now they have no excuse. Maybe if it wasn't for that, they was going to have an excuse say, oh, uh, you know, I'm from somewhere. There's no internet. There's no light. There's no technology. We didn't know about you. So now they have no more excuses. So thanks to God. Thank you, Lord, for technology. But at the same time, Satan is also using technology to deceive people. We're seeing like people saying that I'm a, you know, I'm a, what is the word for that? I'm not anti-Christian. There's another word for it. Um, there's another word for it. I forgot the word. Uh, shoot. Like they say they don't believe in Christ, but they're trying to prove this. Like, but by you trying to prove there's no God, it's like you believe there's no God. You're just trying to make people think there's no God. So why are you trying to so hard to prove that, you know, there's no, you know, if you know God is don't exist, don't, don't waste your time trying to prove it's not. Just keep living your life. So why are you trying to prove it? It's like you really believe that there is a God, but you just want people to believe in what you believe in. You know, you just want people to believe in what you believe in. So you're trying to prove there's no God. So me, I will never try to prove there's no Allah. I will never try to prove there's no this. That's, you know, like, you know, I have better things to do. I would just keep preaching of what I believe. I would just keep preaching about my sweet Jesus. I would just keep proving to you guys my sweet Jesus, about my sweet Jesus. That's my focus right now. And then God is using that to make other people accept him into his life. I'm not the one that's going to make you become a Christian. I'm not the one. My job is to just preach about my sweet Jesus. My job is to just preach about, I'm sorry for those noise. it's just notification keep popping up. My job is to just talk about God, talk about the love of God, you know, like doing all this stuff, telling you to pay attention because God want to talk to you. God want to speak to you. There's something God want to tell you. My job is to just tell you that God is the one that's going to go in your heart and change you, make you accept him. It's not me. So it is not good for a pastor, for a Christian, a man of God, to try to force somebody to uh, to serve God. It is not your job to force. Your job is to just preach the gospel and keep showing love. Even if they try to serve God, they keep falling and falling into sin, come back to God, Christ, they fall again, never get tired of helping them. Keep showing them love. Keep talking to them. Keep praying for them. Your job is to pray. You preach the gospel and then you pray for them. Not not saying, man, I'm getting tired of you. Every time we pray for you, you went back to the world. Every time you accept God, you know, two, three months later, you start doing your crazy thing again. I'm, you know, I'm not going to rest my time doing that. So that's showing me right now, right there, you are not a true man of God. Because God wants us to be patient, show love. What Where is the love? Some of us are selfish. We are serving my sweet Jesus. And then we don't want to share it with other people. We become spiritually uh, selfish because we want to keep it to ourselves. We don't want to share it. You know, we don't want to share it. Me, I'm going to keep sharing. I'm going to keep sharing it. I'm going to keep telling you about my sweet Jesus until I die. I don't care how many people love me, how many people hate me. I'm going to keep Telling you about my sweet Jesus. Because my sweet Jesus is good for me. My sweet Jesus healed me when I'm sick. My sweet Jesus talked to me when I need to. My sweet Jesus pay my bill for me. My sweet Jesus bless me. 
My sweet Jesus, so show me vision. My sweet Jesus, reveal to me what's going to happen to me for me to be careful. My sweet Jesus, sometimes when I'm going somewhere, something bad going to happen. The voice of God say, hey, don't go over there. And then I turn around and then something happened. So if I went that way, it was going to happen to me. So I would not give up on my sweet Jesus because I have proof. I don't blame the non-believer for not being a non, you know, for, for not being a Christian. Some of them, they just need proof that God do exist. Some of them, the enemy captured their mind so bad. It is hard for them to accept Christ. Some of them, like they've been to so much pain, so much, you know, like hurt, like their family hurt them so much. Like, they go to like their father sexual abuse them. Like they they went to so much stress. Now they have anxiety, depression. It is hard for them to open up to you know open up to God. But God have ways to those people. God have ways to those people, even if they're not mentally stable. God have ways to those people. Even into our eyes, they are crippled. They are mentally ill. They cannot talk. They cannot understand him, but God have ways to them. By you just praying for them, saying, hey, God love you. There is a lot of us, we are doing DSP. They call it DSP, uh, Direct Support Professional. We are working with disability, uh, with dis- disabled people. We are working with mental, you know, mental people. All you have to do, you know, is saying like, hey, God love you. That little word you say like in their ears, God going to go in it. God know exactly what to do to make those people safe. You know, God might even use you to set that person free. Because it is a spirit that makes the person cripple. It is a spirit that makes the person Mentally ill. It is the devil doing all that. So God might use you to actually do that. Set that person free. But we need to pay attention to the voice of God. Sometimes, some of us, we go to work. You feel and you, God talks to people through your feeling. Sometimes you might go to work and you feel inside of you. God wants you to go talk to that person. God wants you to tell that person, Jesus loves you. Maybe in that moment, that person is going through so much. He just want to hear that. He just want to hear that. God love you. Jesus love you. You preach the gospel right there. You don't need to say nothing else. God know that in that moment, the person just wanted to hear that God loved them. So they can have strength to go through the day. You know, there's some people, you might preach them right now. They don't accept Christ. And then 20 years later, God refreshed their memory. Bring that word that you told them decades ago. And then that right there make them accept Christ. That happens so many times. I heard, a, you know, I heard a testimony like that. The guy was saying that 20, uh, 30 years ago, a man of God was preaching him about Christ, was telling him to accept Jesus Christ into his life as his Lord Lord and Savior. He was laughing. He didn't want to do it. And then 30 years later, he was going through something. That memory came back to him. That message that person, you know, like told him 30 years ago came back to his mind. And then he accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior. So, my message may not make you do it right now, but if it is meant for you to accept Christ, you will one day. Or God might use somebody else too to do it. I don't know. May God will be done. As long as you accept God, you accept Jesus Christ into your Lord and Savior, you become a believer, the job has been done. So, pay attention, people. God love you. I love you.
God want to talk to you. God is speaking to you right now. You know, Revelation, Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and open the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. It doesn't mean that right now you're going to hear somebody somebody at your door knocking and Jesus is going to appear. No, it is like a spiritual thing. By me talking to you right now and then you listening to me, that's Jesus knocking at your door. God is knocking at your door. Your door is your ears. He's knocking at your ears. He wants to come in. He wants you to hear his voice. So allow him to come in. If you are not a believer, you choose not to be a believer because you don't have proof, just say one thing. God, if you are will, if you reveal yourself to me, I will serve you. If you can prove to me that you will exist, I will serve you. And I bet you he will do it. He may not do it the same moment, but he will do it. But don't assume that you're going to see God appeal to you and do that. God might make something happen into your life. Some people, they accepted Christ because of an accident. Some people, they accepted Christ because of death experience. They die, they experience death, and then they see the afterlife, and then they saw God, and they accepted Christ. So it could be anything that, you know, that happened to you that's going to prove to you that Jesus is will. Jesus is God. So allow yourself to be available, even if you are not a believer, allow yourself to be available to hear the voice of God when he chooses to talk to you. Don't be so distracted into the things in the world. The things in the world are very beautiful. The things in the world is what the flesh wants. The flesh is happy when you're doing the things in the world, but the Holy Spirit is not. God put the Holy Spirit in us. That's the way he talked to us directly. The breath that you are uh, breathing right now, that's the breath of God. Because he, you know, he breathed inside of us when he made us. So, automatically, if you're not a believer, you already have Christ in you because you breathe in the breath of God. You don't even need to go to church to accept Christ right now. All you have to do is say, Jesus Christ, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my life. Sorry for my sin. Forgive my sin. And you accepted Christ right there. But I'm not going to tell you again. I'm going to keep saying that. Every time I go live, I'm going to keep saying that. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to tell you after you receive Christ into your life, everything going to be smooth. I'm not going to tell you that when you accept Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior, your bill is going to be paid every day. You're not going to struggle. You're not going to go to tribulation. The moment you accept Christ into your life, you might go to more tribulation. Because the enemy now is really attacking you because you become his enemy. You accept Christ into your life. The enemy was okay when you wasn't serving God. He wasn't attacking you too much. Now that you have become a believer, there's like a alarm in the kingdom of darkness that go pam, 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 pam. Jew accept Christ into his life. James accept Christ into his life. Emmanuel accept Christ into his life. Jessica accept life into his life. I said Christ into his life. Bad, bad, bad. And then the devil is telling the demon that was supposed to watch that person. Why did you let that happen? Why did you let that happen? I give you a straight job, a straight order. Do not allow that person to accept Christ. Those are the things that happen every time someone accepts Christ into their life, into the kingdom of, of hell, into the kingdom of Satan. Those are the things that happen. There's a belt that go crazy. It's like worse than 9-11. And then all the demons are going crazy. What's going on? What's going on? Somebody just accepted Christ. Somebody just accepted Christ. 
And then now you used to have one demon following you because everybody have a demon following you every day from the day you was in your mom's stomach. Satan assigned a demon to follow you. God assigned an angel to follow you. Everybody have a guardian angel. Satan is following everything that God is doing. He's copying everything that God is doing because he want to be God. So God assigned an angel even before he created, even before your mommy and your mom, your mommy, <laughs> so your mommy and your dad even got together. You already had an angel assigned to you because God already knew you was going to be born. You was going to, your mom and your dad was going to make you. So he already assigned. So the devil did the same thing too. So when you accepted Christ, you used to have one demon. Now Satan might put a legion. Do you know how many demon is a legion? Is a lot. It's a couple thousand. So he might put a legion following you, trying to make you regret accepting Christ, and then you're going to give up. You're going to go back in the world. So I'm not going to tell you after you accept Christ into your life, everything going to be smooth for you. If a man of God or a pastor tell you stuff like that, if you accept Christ into your life right now, Everything going to be smooth. You're going to have money. You know, your bill going to be paid. You're not going to suffer no more in Jesus' name. You're not, you know, you know, pastor loves preaching on it. You're not going to suffer in Jesus' name. You're not, you know, it's, it's, it's like they're losing their bread. And then everybody trying to talk like that. I don't know why. You're not going to accept the Christ into your life. You know, you, you're not going to suffer no more. You're not going to do this no more. You know, I'm not going to say that to you. But all I can tell you is that God will always be with you. God will always make you go through what you are going through. He will go through it with you. God will put his peace upon you. You will feel the peace of God. You will feel the love of God. You will feel the presence of God in your life. The moment you are going through the tribulation that he put in you through. God will never give you a tribulation that's too much for you. That you cannot bury. So those stuff I'm able to, those stuff I'm able to prove to you. I'm able to tell you because he will do it. So before I'm done, I'm going to say it again. Accept Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior. We are living in the end time. We are living in the end time. Jesus might return anytime. This message might be my last message. I don't know. Accept Christ into your life. I love you guys. Thank you for watching me. Thank you for the, you know, comment. Thank you for the question. I really appreciate it. Those are the stuff that I'm, you know, I'm praying God for. You know, I want to, you know, you know, I, I want to have people interact with me, with me when I go live, asking questions. If I have a question too, am I, you know, am I send a question to the chat? So people can answer. Those are the things that I'm waiting for. Those are the things that I'm, you know, asking God for, you know, so we can talk, so we can, you know, you teach me, I teach you, you know, I don't know everything, you know, God is the one that using me. So thank you so much. I'm going to ask you guys to follow me. My friend that asked me that question, if you are still watching, follow me on, you know, on YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel, channel is the same name, Talk With You, you know. Talk with you and make sure that you click on the bell. So when every time I go live, so you can, so you can get my notification, um, like my videos, comment to my videos on YouTube, on Facebook as well. Follow me on Facebook. Help me grow my channel, guys. So more people can, so more people can hear the gospel. So more people can hear the gospel. Tonight, I'm going to be going live for my Haitian broadcast. Like I told you guys, my broadcast is in two languages, but I haven't really been focused on the Creole part, my Haitian part. So everything I talk in the English, you know, I you know, I go live at nighttime for the Haitian people from Haiti, my Haitian people, because I am Haitian, and Creole in the language Creole, Haitian Creole. So I'm planning to go live today. Hopefully. Nothing go on, not, no, nothing go side, sideways. Hopefully, God allow me to go live tonight. If you guys see me live tonight, it's because I'm doing the Haitian part. If you don't speak Creole, sometimes Facebook translate the thing I'm saying, but sometimes they don't. 
if you don't speak Creole, if you don't understand it, I'm very, you know, you know, apologize, but you can still join, you can still share. So share my video for me, help me grow my channel, and I know God will bless you guys. God will bless you guys more. Have a wonderful day. Jesus love you. God love you. I love you. God is talking to you. He has something he want to tell you. Have a wonderful day. Hello. Thank you for listening to Talk With You. We hope that you have enjoyed our show. And please don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Talk With You. If you have not done so, if you did, we just want to say thank you for your support and have a wonderful day. May God bless you all.